You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters. And we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready, Chicago. We Very Serious Crafters have an exciting announcement to make. On Saturday, January 26th, from 1 to 3 p.m., we will be hosting our first live show at the Harold Washington Library Center, the main branch of Chicago Public Library. We will be recording an episode live before doing a fun make-and-take craft for adults, hosted by all three of us. Please note that this program is for adults only, and registration is required by visiting chicagopubliclibrary.org. Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. And I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. Today, we'll be talking about holiday memories, seasonal crafting, and more. Wee! Happy holidays! Yay! Yes. <laughs> Weather? I think it's going to snow here today. I'm kind of excited. It'll be the first snow in Brooklyn. Very it cool. has been snowing here, although it, I just looked out the window and it has stopped now. So, but we've we've had a bit of snow. I'm looking forward this winter, Molly, to comparing your suburban versus my city snow yes. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like we're not that far apart, but it can vary quite a bit. Yeah, I'm a lot closer to Lake Michigan over here. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, speaking of snow, I was just traveling. Um, My husband and I went on vacation to Colorado, which was amazing. Um, We got to hike in the mountains. It was beautiful, too. And then, you know, we got to spend some time in Denver, and I got to go to make the pilgrimage to Fancy Tiger Crafts and get some really cute stuff. Nice. (laughs) Excellent. Um, And then I ended up in Fargo because my grandmother has been ill and uh, Fargo lives up to its name. It was zero degrees on November 12th, and there were four inches of snow. It was super Ooh, cool. how fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then since my grandma's been in the hospital, um, she's been in and out of the ICU. She's a neuropatient right now, a neurological patient. But she's so thin as well, and she's just in this little hospital gown that um, her hands were getting so cold that um, her, like, uh, monitors were going off. And I was like, well, that just won't do. Yikes. <laughs> um, and she also had very nervous, fidgety hands. And I remembered that there are these things called twiddle muffs that you can make. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a silly okay. name. Um, <laughs> but they're so you can, for one thing, have a hand warmer that if you have tubes attached to the back of your hand, you can easily get in and out. And so can your nurses, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And then you can put stuff on there. I crocheted them with, like, some ribbing and some baubles. So they're things you can just fidget with. And then Twiddle Muffs, there's also different, like, charity drives. There's people looking for them for donations for, like, memory care patients. And that you can do things like put buttonholes or little ribbons that they can tie into bows if they want. Um, it's almost like a little toddler activity thing, but for a hand warmer. Yeah, um, I think that... I would like that. Like, as someone on the autism spectrum, that would be really, a really nice fidget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, makes, for stimming and stuff. And the name then makes a lot of sense when you know what it is, but... Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was so confused when you were telling, or when you were telling us that you were making them. It's like, what in the world is a twiddle muff? Should I know what that is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, I've never heard of it before, but so mm-hmm. I assume there's patterns to be found online for this sort of thing? 
yeah, I found patterns. You can also, if you just want to buy one for a gift for someone, since it is the holiday season, I found some on Etsy um, from handmade sellers. Um, and I'll probably put out the pattern of the one I whipped up for my grandma. Because um, it's easy. Cool. It's just yeah. crocheted in the round, and it's got yeah, ribbing and baubles. And I did it in um, a, like, beige and gray variegated um, colorway of Burnett blanket because it's 100% polyester. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I was able to make two muffs out of one skein, and then they're totally washable and dryable. And because my grandma, she keeps spilling food, too, because... She's in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just thought it was really cool. And I never had actually seen up close, like, why a twiddle muff would exist. And this and it's so sure. great because now my grandma will have warm hands, but also she won't be, like, pulling on tubes that she shouldn't be pulling on. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is cool. So oh, I think that's great. Yeah, that's, that's my little thing. And it was nice to be able to give her something handmade that took two hours to make. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So on the topic of handmade gifts that maybe don't take two hours. Uh, so I'm going to a, a wedding this weekend and like a month and a half ago, I had this great idea that I would make Uh-oh. an embroidered wedding hoop for the couple. Um, you know, like the, the thing that's kind of trendy these days is, you know, floral hoop and it has their names and the date or something to that effect. And I was like, this is great. I'm yeah, sure. Those a- are lovely. Yeah. I'll design a pattern in my own style, and I'll stitch this up. Maybe at some point I'll even release the pattern. So mm-hmm. two birds, one stone, which is a terrible way to talk about making a wedding <laughs> gift that's supposed to be meaningful. But anyway. Oh, um, I bet. Yeah, we're all guilty of that. I mean, it's just how it <laughs> yeah. is, you know. But yeah. I never really got it started. And so then this week I'm looking at it going, I still haven't made this. I haven't, like, mm-hmm. I haven't started this. Maybe I could still get it done in time. And I felt very much like you're getting ready for a vacation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I decided. I know that pull and you really think you I can know, do it. I'm, like, I'm even today, I'm two days away from this wedding. And I'm like, but maybe. And nope, they're getting a crock pot. <laughs> Don't do it. Yep. So there you go. Did not. Are they no. crafters by chance? No. No. So so I'd say you could design the pattern and give it to them, but never mind. No. (laughs) No. It's... And see, I'm enabling. I I can't help myself. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But that's it. You know, maybe maybe they'll get it for their first anniversary. And that would be lovely. Yes. So I finally returned to my local knit night this week after just months of not going. (laughs) And this always happens. My local knit night is like a 10-minute walk from me. I always enjoy myself. I really like the owner of the store. It's, um, It's just a nice, cozy gathering of people who are making things and I somehow managed to convince myself, thanks to social anxiety, that I am terrified of these people. And it, <laughs> if I don't go for, like, a couple of weeks, all of a sudden, they've turned into monsters Aww, in my mind. No. <laughs> Except they have never turned into monsters. They were so nice when I showed up. They're like, oh, are you here to, to be here? And I was like, yes. Yes, I am. And I sat down and 
it was delightful, and it always is, but I am always, I always work myself up so much and don't go, and I'm never sorry when I do, and I really need to remember that, and I never do. Yeah. But I did this week. Yay! (laughs) Win! I can so relate to that. <laughs> yep, it is very yeah. relatable. Yeah. And it's so silly. There it's just people you like to hang out with making things. Yeah. Like I was gonna be sitting on my couch making things. There's no reason yeah. for me to not walk the ten minutes to ugh. Yeah, and you don't even always have to engage all that much. You can just yeah. sort of be there quietly no. working, but yeah. Yeah. And that's mostly what I did. I mean, I took part in the conversation initially and then mostly just did my thing. Well, pleasant chatter happened around me. And uh, I don't know. You would think that having a podcast where I hang out with my friends and <laughs> talk about making things, I would be used to this. Yeah. And yet. <laughs> Yeah, I always, I, it's, I've gone to a couple of the same knit nights consistently and I'll start to get texts if I don't go or like Instagram messages from people in the group. And I'm like, maybe <laughs> and because I just get, and I go and then I feel anxious because I feel like, oh, it's too quiet. I should talk and entertain people. And it's like, <laughs> then I feel like I never get anything done. And uh, blah, blah, blah. social anxiety is real. <laughs> It is very real, and also the point of going to knit night is not productivity. Yeah, that too. Right. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well... That I need to remember also. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of social gatherings and the holidays... (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, So, we all were texting this week while we were getting ready for this episode... And um, I've been in, obviously, like, a funny headspace being with my grandma at the hospital. And I was like, is it okay if we talk about memories that come up around the holidays and maybe the bittersweet part of the holidays? Thinking that it would be, like, way too depressing. And Haley and Molly were like, sure thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm up for depressing. I mean, it's really relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, like, my grandma's currently in the hospital. So my headspace is a little more, like emotional about the stuff that we make at Christmas time because my family on both Mm -hmm. sides celebrates Christmas and uh, my grandma who's in the hospital is on the Norwegian side and so a lot of the things that we make around the holidays are traditional Norwegian cookies of a lot of varieties spoiler alert it's butter sugar and almond extract that's why Norwegian cookies are good (laughs) almond extract is my favorite secret ingredient it smells so good baking broadly yeah (laughs) Um, But yeah, so there's the baking. There's also, um, we'll do some traditional, like there's always the crafts in the the form of ornaments that are on our tree. And on Mm -hmm. on that's on my grandma's side, um, they tend to be a little bit more Scandinavian looking. We have um, some wood ornaments that my grandfather, her husband, made over the years. And it's it's just really nice when you're decorating the tree, especially if someone's sick or is no longer with us, to think about those things and maybe even talk about things with the people you're decorating your tree with or your house with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So do you guys have any things like that (laughs) Uh, that make you feel all fuzzy and Christmassy inside? Yeah. Um, So definitely Christmas cookie baking is is one of those things that that comes up uh, frequently in in my family because we have the Swedish 
uh, side of things. So as you were describing some Boo, of the ornaments. Swedish people. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake, <laughs> says the German. <laughs> well, I have, this, I have this Swedish and German. Wait, we have some very specific styles covered. Here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just kidding for the record. There's nothing wrong with Swedish people. <laughs> My, <laughs> well, so my grandpa was German and my grandma was Swedish, and that brought about some interesting things in their family, apparently, as they were dating and getting married. But um, my grandpa hmm. made a lot of ornaments and things that and decorations that are probably similar to what you're describing, Heidi. And they would have mm-hmm. he was German, but he was making things in more of a Swedish style because I think that like probably all of my grandma's friends even like relatives obviously but friends were also very Swedish so that was that was the way to go so we definitely have a few of those things around that that come out Mm -hmm. um I also um like this is this is terrible because we are this is going to get bittersweet depressing but um many of like basically the entire generation before my mom on her side is all gone now. And mm-hmm. so we've had, we end up being the family that takes care of a lot of their things when they've passed away. And what that mm-hmm. usually means is all of the gifts that you gave them come back to mm-hmm. you to deal with or keep. Yeah. There have even been right. a few gifts that came back to us still not even opened or used in any way, which is kind of amusing. In itself. <laughs> but... Um, but handmade things tend to be the, the ones that you then want to keep. And, you know, so you've made it that for someone and then you keep it. So I made, um, like a, a little chicken ornament for my grandpa that he kept out all year round and it was always out Mm. at their house. And so then that came back, um, to me, which was a nice thing to have. And then a friend of ours lost his battle to cancer a couple of years ago and he was like dear close family friend and to lose Mm -hmm. him was actually even harder than all of the relatives that that had gone before ones that we were like relatives we were very close with but he was even closer still and so one year I made him a coffee cuff uh that was embroidered with a Starbucks red cup on it because (laughs) we would we would always you know get excited about the red cups coming out and I made that for him and as we were helping his family go through his house, that was one of the things that was in, um, sorry, <laughs> it was, it was there in his kitchen in by all of his coffee things. And I saw it and it was like, okay, is it okay if I keep this? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I got to keep that. And, um, one time my sister, like it, it's in, like it's there for me to use. Like I, I use it, but one time I saw my sister mm-hmm. use it. And I didn't say anything, but I was like, um, uh, you know, like I was, I was like trying to keep it together. Yeah. And I like, after it came back to the drawer, I like hit it so that no one else yeah. would ever <laughs> use it. And oh. that's terribly yep. selfish of me. Yeah. But it was like, it was really, it's one of those things that became really important to me because yeah. it was made for him. And then now it gets, you know, and I still only use it during red cup season. So, yeah. <laughs> That's really sweet. Yeah, I love that's that. sweet. Yeah. Um, I've got some uh, stockings that I made and designed that are specific to, um, like, they they look like 
my husband and I. Um, I think I maybe mentioned them at some point before, but they're snowmen and they and I customize them like with with little glasses and a cardigan for me and I don't remember what's specifically on his because it was less complicated than mine (laughs) Um, but I I started making them for our cats Mm -hmm. as well and um, and I'm gonna cry about it (laughs) it would seem Uh, but uh, as you guys know if you listen to um, the previous episode my Simon cat recently passed away Mm -hmm. but um a few years before that, um, our other cat, Pixel, also passed away. And I'd started these stockings for them when Pixel was still alive. And so I couldn't quite ever decide whether I was going to finish the um, uh, these stockings that I had started. And so I, so I haven't yet. And I'm definitely going to find them very soon. Mm-hmm. When I, when I open my holiday box and excuse me and get out the stockings and so, I'm uh, I'm feeling a little bittersweet about it. I have yeah. to say. Yeah, I'm a monster. Why did I suggest this topic? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I but no, I think this is, that it it's cathartic in a way, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. But I I also love that those are there. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, I I think that that's such a like, and I may or may not ever finish them, mm-hmm. but I, I love that there's tangible evidence of, of these very, very, very loved members of my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it. I just. I think it's nice to have that experience, like to feel really close. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I to think... friends and family who've passed. Yeah, yeah. I think that that when you make things, um, especially for people, but really a lot of times, for me, anytime, there's memories that kind of get built into what it is you're working on. Sometimes for me, like I often get very like sensory memories, like where I remember what I was listening to when I was working on this Mm -hmm. or like the Netflix series that went along with the project I was making. And so then you combine that with holidays and people that you love and it's it's a whole big it's a whole big thing yeah and that makes sense and I think that's beautiful yeah I have Uh, I love feeling close to family uh, around the holidays in that way yeah yeah and I actually just talking about this I'd kind of forgotten about this and I was reminded of it actually when I was at my folks house earlier this week down in the utility room in their basement which is a hoarder cave (laughs) that I will deal with someday (laughs) um there was a swatch of knitting that my dad had um push push pinned onto his bulletin board that he keeps down there and it's this old chalk it's like half chalkboard half bulletin board and the chalkboard half has this hi dad that I wrote on there when I was like 15 and it still hasn't been erased um that's really sweet yeah my dad's great (laughs) Um, and then on the bulletin board side, there was this swatch and I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, this yarn. And I had this memory cause that was a swatch I definitely would have knitted in high school when I was getting way more serious about knitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the same yarn I had used to make my mother-in-law a scarf for Christmas and she passed 18 months ago. And then when we went through her clothes, we found it in like the drawer with her nicer shawls and things. Yeah. And my sister-in-law remembered, I gave it to her and was like, 
would you like this back? So yeah, that was sweet too. And I know I'm going to oh, get that, that dang sweet. twiddle muff back and I'll probably just fully cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> which I'm yes. trying to not do now, but I guess since this was my You're welcome idea to join for us a topic. Yeah, since this <laughs> I was, was my topic, say. I better cry than make it even. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to cry about it. Um, uh, well, yeah. I have a funny story about <laughs> holiday re- related handmade hijinks if uh, if we would like to raise our spirits a Sounds bit. Sounds good. <laughs> so this isn't something that I made, but it's a handmade gift that someone made for me that went terribly wrong. <laughs> um, and, and I say this with love. Of course. <laughs> so one year, my grandma on my dad's side asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And this was um, mid to late 90s. Um, And so I was like right around the beginning of my teens. And do you guys remember, uh, and you you grew up in the Midwest in cold areas, so I'm sure that you experienced these. Do you remember the super long like elf ski hats oh yes. heck yeah like that everybody yes. had the, the like really really long mm-hmm. and there were the polar fleece ones hats. too yes yes, yes exactly <laughs> that i recently and just saw a so, christmas tree pattern mm-hmm. for one like it so it looks like a giant <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> exactly and oh that actually would look really great yeah it's it's pretty cute i'll see if i can find the <laughs> link i'll put it in i'll put it in the show notes for that <laughs> right and so this was like a thing on the ski hills of Michigan, which seems like a terrible idea given ski lifts. Like, adult me is like, "Mm, I don't know. Uh, But so I asked my, I told my grandma that I wanted a, like, striped, super long stocking cap. Not really considering that she never left the farm. And definitely would not necessarily have the in on current head fashion <laughs> in local ski wear uh, of my youth. <laughs> so not only did she really, really latch on to the extra long part and the striped part, um, she didn't quite... She never asked what kind of stripes. And so my grandma, who did a lot of stuff on, like, circular knitting looms, uh-huh. made this six-foot-tall, <laughs> like, round-knit stocking cap <laughs> with the yarn color switched every rotation oh my goodness (laughs) and so we're talking the top of the hat did not taper at all it was like an old school like as big as your head round hat that was six feet tall with single ply stripes was that like i don't know how long like dizzying i would think (laughs) to look at (laughs) Or to make. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how long that must have taken her because it was it was worsted weight. Okay. So it it could have been worse, but it wasn't good. Um, 
I made... And so... I, I was going to say, yeah. I made a hat on a round knitting loom that was way too big. And <laughs> it was not super long. It was just too big around. It was like... You could just cover it. Yeah, I should have just cut holes in it. It would have been a ski mask. It was huge. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, that also plays into it. My head is smaller than average, and it was because I am smaller than average. <laughs> and it it was also, like, an adult-sized ski hat. And so I realized, like, upon opening it, the terrible mistake that I had made. <laughs> But here I am, surrounded by my family, opening this thing that my grandmother has obviously worked so hard at. Yes. And spent so much time on. And so I pasted that grin on my face and put it on and I wore it for the rest of Christmas. Good job. And it definitely did not stay on my head. I probably could have pulled it down and pulled it like more than over my entire body <laughs> because I also was like 50 pounds yeah, I was, at that age. It, like, oh my gosh. You you basically oh, she basically made you one of those baby cocoons. <laughs> she she really Yeah, she she made me um like a swaddle. If yes. I had stepped in it upside like actually that might have been great. I might have slept so well if I had thought about that. And I think it still exists. Uh-huh. I, my mom in the front hall closet has, like, the bin of winter wear that exists in all Midwestern homes mm-hmm. where you just grab the thing off the top, but you have not seen what's on the bottom <laughs> for 20 years. <laughs> and so I am fairly certain that that hat is folded up at the bottom of that bin and probably still exists And that grandmother um, has Alzheimer's and is now in a memory facility and, like, would not have any recollection of of this ridiculous thing. But it makes me think, it feels so warm and fuzzy (laughs) when I think about it because, oh, she tried so hard (laughs) and it... Like, my request was utterly lost in generational <laughs> translation. Like, oh, dear. Anyway. I mean, I feel like, I feel like most styles from the 90s were, like, to our grandmothers who were, like, at, in, their, in their, like, 20s in the 50s or whatever. They're probably like, what is wrong with these people? Why are they wearing these garbage clothes? <laughs> like, style And I mean, I kind of feel like... Like that sometimes when I walk by an Urban Outfitters and I'm like, oh, right, I'm almost 36. (laughs) And I, I, it's that everything now looks like it came out of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I love, by the way. I'm that kind of geek. But I walk by and like, no, we already did floral and leather. Yeah, we did. Nope. Yep. Mm -mm. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so... That poor, that poor hat, my grandma's poor hands, I don't even understand. Well, maybe you can make her a twiddle muff. I could make, like, a really thick twiddle muff out of that thing. That's actually true. And, and it is definitely acrylic. So, <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I picked out the colors and, oh, gosh. It was a thing. <laughs> well, one thing that I'm thinking about doing this 
Christmas season. And apologies, by the way, to people who don't celebrate Christmas. We all three do. Thank you for bearing with us while we reminisce. <laughs> yes. Um, I will talk about not Christmassy, not Christmassy, <laughs> not Christmassy things in a second. But one thing I'm thinking about doing this year is um, I've seen several makers do this on Instagram mostly in the last couple of years. They cast on a pair of socks on Christmas Eve, like once the house is settled and everybody's just like watching a Christmas movie or visiting or whatever by the fire. And they cast on a pair of socks Christmas Eve. And the, the point is to finish the socks by the new year. So you've done all your making for your gifts for other people, but then you get to selfishly make yourself a pair of socks with which to start the new year, which I think is a really fun idea. It and it, I kind of love that. And yeah. like, if, and it's not selfish. No, it's <laughs> not. It's not. And I like it too, because I feel like that would open up the, the possibility of just explaining sock yarn to your family. And being like, mm-hmm. just go to a yarn shop, like an independently owned yarn shop, and just ask for sock yarn. You just need to buy one thing of it. So it's not like you're asking them for, like, a $75 kit or something. And right. then you can, if your family does gifts on Christmas Eve, my family does one gift Christmas Eve. And that could be the one gift, and then you could just do the thing. And then that also gives you something to do with your hands while you while you're, like, in this... You're trying to enjoy, like, the niceness of the holiday, but also, like, not be anxious about family dynamics, which a lot of people have. Well, it's also (laughs) a really good excuse to just sit down Mm -hmm. instead of, like, trying to run around and be productive. And, like, it's, it's, like, enforced relaxation almost if you're not – for people who aren't very good at relaxing, like I am personally (laughs) terrible at. Mm -hmm. Um because yeah. you've got, like, this goal, like, you're being productive, but you're also hanging out with your family or your friends or your cats yeah. because sometimes you don't want to hang out with, with yeah. your family <laughs> or your friends. Well, I think and it's just nice. Yeah. Last year, in that, that week between Christmas and New Year, I was working on a shawl, and I got so much done during that, that week because that just felt like it was okay to take some time during that. Like, yes. even if even if you technically are working during that, there, there's something about that week that to me always feel, and like we homeschool, so in my family, my younger siblings are, I mean, I'm not anymore, but there's, you know, it's not like. <laughs> you don't, you don't have, have any book reports to do. I don't, we don't. But I always say like we homeschool. I guess I help with it. So uh, anyway, but um, we don't have a set, like, calendar for time off for school oh right and yet there's still something about that week that it's it feels like a vacation week even if you're just at home and I love that Mm -hmm. feeling yeah so having having a a set knitting project during that I've never knit socks before maybe this would be the year to try oh knitting socks is so nice I love turning a heel (laughs) it's my one of my favorite things oh it's just What's, yes. What style of heel do you like? Uh, I like short rows. Okay. That's the one I learned. I just learned. I just tried an afterthought heel, though, for two at a time toe up. And I was like, ooh, but this is really fast and easy. So I probably will do that for my Christmas socks. <laughs> so I love that idea. Yeah. I've never heard of it before, and I really like it. I definitely have a stash of sock yarn that I've... I've never knit socks, but I have a stash of sock yarn, so that might happen. Ooh, Molly, this can be our excuse to get together. Sock knitting Ooh. lesson. Ooh. 
Yes. That could be good. And do you have um, Knitting Rules by Stephanie Pearl McPhee? No. I do not. Because her sock recipe is awesome. I've, I know a lot of people who swear by it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the one, That's what I use. And turning the heel made so much sense. That's why I love doing it. Mm-hmm. Because it worked with the mathy part of my brain, which... And the organizational part of my brain, and it's just so well explained. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I like it. Okay. And it does not matter. Like, then you you will make socks that are actually the, the right length for you also if you use it. It's really great. Yeah. Very helpful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, not that anyone asked. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of knitting things, uh, one of the things that came up as we were talking about Christmas memories and loved ones and all of that. One of the things that I remembered was, so my grandma was a knitter and I learned to knit from her and I still wish that I'd learned more from her when, uh, when she was around and, and really actively knitting, but it didn't seem important at the time. And now I, it's it's a regret in my life. But anyway, uh, she made so many things for so many people all the time. New babies always got a new, uh, a, blanket not just babies in the family like friends babies and just babies (laughs) yeah just lots and lots of of knitting but then one year she made I mean I I think the idea was that they were Christmas gifts but they were gifts that were given early on so that they could be enjoyed through the whole season she knit these snowflake sweaters for a bunch of people in the family I think my mom did not get one for some reason. She probably didn't want one, but it would. She she, it makes, she was on the naughty list. She was. <laughs> she was probably on the. I'm not going to wear that list. Um, but, Same uh, difference. Yeah. <laughs> but they were they were um, pullover sweaters that had, I think they had like vertical. If I'm remembering them correctly, like four vertical sections in alternating like red and white, or she made some that were, I think, like aqua and white. There might have been another color. And then they had snowflakes worked into those panels. She made at least six of them that year for gifts. That's a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot of sweaters. And I'm sure she was making tons of other stuff throughout the year as well. But I remember like it was a big to-do to get everyone's measurements, and you got to choose your color, and somewhere there are photos of all of these ladies in the... Because I think she only made them for the ladies, although that could be wrong, um, lined up in these snowflake sweaters that they made. And, I mean, I still look at it and just go... That's awesome. Yeah. It just amazes me that she... Made that she was so committed to making these these gifts in a year. She clearly had to. That have been, is so much work. Yeah, and she had to have been a fairly fast knitter. Yeah, I don't like, and also very organized. Yeah, to make them custom sized. Yeah, they were. I mean, and I don't know how much customization she did, or if she was you know just adjusting slight, but still very like. Uh, they were sure. they were all different sized certainly and I think she made some child sized ones and grown up sized ones and everything in between but yeah it was like wow yeah that was that's so many sweaters that yeah. is so many sweaters 
That is a Mrs. Weasley level of knitting for holidays. <laughs> And she didn't have yes. magic. That is exactly what I was thinking. I love Weasley that. sweater. Oh, I love a Weasley sweater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is that is really, really impressive. And like I feel horrified by it, even though I am heavily into my seasonal crafting transition, yeah, which is now all I want to do is make tea and knit things, yep. uh, which is <laughs> the weather has gotten cold enough, so I've been doing nothing but stitch things all summer, mm-hmm. and I was really looking forward to like jumping into some garment making, but all I want to do is knit yeah, or crochet. Yep. I'm mostly crocheting right now, actually. But I just, every time the thermometer, like, hits around 50, that's, I I would like to be sitting on my couch, and I would like to have some sort of cozy yarn project involved. And that will go away sometime around spring when I will pack away the things and never want to see them again. (laughs) But, like, even though I am feeling like full sweater excitement at the moment. Like I am at peak sweater potential. <laughs> I just, the idea of making six sweaters yeah. for anybody, like the idea of making six sweaters for myself is laughable. Yeah. I think the idea of making six sweaters that are not for me, yeah. no. <laughs> I, I know that she made one for herself as well because of course she wanted to match and all the, and also, I mean, you right. got to picture all of these, all of these women in the family wearing their matching sweaters for a photo, which is, I mean, that could be the sole purpose of knitting all those sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was the sole purpose. Yeah. And it makes me really happy that they <laughs> exist. But, oh man, yeah. I, I just, I can't even imagine. Yeah. But, but I'm almost done with my Hotel of Bees shell, though. So I'm awesome. pretty excited to, I did. Uh, to, move on to my next project. I did think it was, um, as you were talking about your, like, kind of back into this seasonal crafting thing, or seasonal knitting, um, this was the first year that I can remember where I was knitting and crocheting through the summer. I never do that. Mm -hmm. I always don't want to be touching any yarn, but uh, (laughs) I was, I I just didn't want to stop. It was very weird. I definitely... Had a bug. <laughs> no, that's that's. I, I like that. I I also I I jump into the quilting pit also around this time of year. Mm-hmm. So I will be pulling out my never-ending parade of hexagons <laughs> that I will eventually make into something. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, that is also on my on my list of things to do because there's just there's something nice about having. A warm mass of creativity just sort of on your lap yes (laughs) when it's chilly out you know yep my favorite my favorite thing to design I've accepted is an afghan it's I love it I I don't know I I think that's (laughs) definitely not the case for a lot of designers but I love it I don't think I've ever made uh, not with yarn Mm -hmm. anyway uh, an afghan I've quilted like lap quilts and things like that but I've never made an afghan 
Yeah. It's the barrier to entry of not having enough of the right thing in my stash when I'm going to start something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just are like, no, I'm not going to go there. And I'm like, fine, I guess I'll start knitting, designing more sweaters because that's what most people want. <laughs> and socks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I Well, I think your blanket designs are beautiful. Yeah. I would totally make that stuff. I just never have the supplies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They I do take I, like 10 skeins. <laughs> yeah. I love, I keep seeing all of these beautiful Afghan patterns or even small blanket patterns. And I love them. It is definitely a time factor for me. Although, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm sort of like transitioning here with this, uh, with this thought. I recently uh, had a, I had a baby blanket that I needed to make for work and because it, it needed new photos uh, on an old pattern. And so I was crocheting along on this this baby blanket and enjoying it very much. But time came down mm-hmm. to like, okay, now you just have to finish it. And it's just not quite finished. I'd like it to be a little bit bigger. So I photographed it. <laughs> I know where this is going. I photographed it not finished because... It's a blanket. Mm-hmm. You can kind of conceal where the edges are on that. <laughs> and uh-huh, so uh-huh. it's it's uh, posted and it looks great on the internet, but it's in fact still sitting here unfinished. And I've done that with <laughs> several so other funny. projects recently. <laughs> <laughs> and this oh. is my official train of shame broadcast uh-huh. of the... I uh-huh. have all these unfinished things, and they probably are going to stay that way because now everything else is more urgent than these. So, yeah, yeah, that's that why, is so relatable. That's why <laughs> I'm not making an Afghan because I've already got all these other things that I. It doesn't mean that I won't start one, but yeah. all of the unfinished things that yeah. So well, there you have it. <laughs> well, while we're talking about the train of shame, I definitely have a uh, ticket to ride. Oh. <laughs> The train of shame has arrived in Chicago. Uh. <laughs> oh, Storm's even whining that she's mad. <laughs> I just keep trying to throw, I have a basket of laundry and I just keep chucking socks at her, hoping she'll wait for 10 more minutes. But she won't. Anyway, um, so what I'm writing the train of shame for is, um, in case anybody was wondering about that pom-pom toilet costume. <laughs> Or whatever we called it. Um, Yeah, that's not done. That is super not done. It's going to be a 2019, probably, Halloween costume. (laughs) Well, I mean, oh well. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. And, like, I had a lot of deadlines, and I got diagnosed with a new kind of repetitive stress injury, and I was just like, I can't justify, like, working on this. No, life happens. No. (laughs) Yeah. It does. In similar fashion, I can report that I have not yet started my Professor Meow sweater that I so excitedly said I was going to take some time and and make something for me uh, in an earlier episode. I haven't started it. My Hotel of Bees shell is almost done, though, so, yeah, so I guess it's that's next. That's great. <laughs> I just bought a new project bag that the yarn for it will fit in. That's good. So, you know, good. small steps, preparation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alas. Well, 
since Storm really wants to go potty or something, I think <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wrap up this episode. Okay. <laughs> I think you should. I think it's That's perfect. totally fine. Um, if Storm could Take it speak. away, Heidi and Storm. <laughs> yeah, if Storm could speak, I'd let her. <laughs> so you might hear her whining in the background. She's not abused. She's just almost 15 and tells me when she wants something. <laughs> I appreciate that, you know? Yeah. But anyway, if you have a train of shame story, don't forget to share it on social media using hashtag <laughs> VSC train of shame. That's VSC train of shame, all one word. You can also share your favorite stories related to what we've discussed on Very Serious Crafts. <laughs> Using hashtag very serious crafts and tagging us with at serious crafts so we can reshare your Instagram stories, which we love yes. doing. Yes. Yeah. And follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. because we're fun. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Thanks for I listening do. to the Very right, Serious Crafts podcast. Well, he's yeah. sure to Storm visit veryseriouscrafts.com <laughs> for show notes. She, she does, and she does and Storm. <laughs> and more. Alright. Have a great right, day. Well, yeah, happy holidays for those who celebrate. Yeah. Yes, happy holidays, guys. And happy All crafting. Right. Yeah. Indeed. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>